Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is Confirmation Camp. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. I'm Pastor Amanda Zenzelo, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Dawn Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, let's start with the obvious. <laughs> Why are we talking Confirmation Camp? Because I leave for Confirmation Camp with our confirmands in... Days. Minus six days. Yay. You. <laughs> okay, so one would think the name is pretty self-explanatory, but what is confirmation camp? It is a time when confirmation students get to go to summer camp. Okay. And I believe we did a podcast on confirmation previously. Yes. And what it is and what we learned about it and blah, 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 blah. So if you want to learn more about what confirmation itself is, you can just find that podcast in our archives. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, confirmation camp is then the opportunity for students to go away to a church camp or any kind of camp during summer months or another time in order to have time away from regular daily activities to dive into the curriculum and the conversations and those kinds of pieces. But it's not a condensed curriculum where by the end of the week you are confirmed. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Just to be clear. Yeah. No, it's a part of. So it's not like a boot camp where you like, <laughs> go, 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 Bible all day. <sighs> nice. You're going to be confirmed. It's not like that. It's really part of a whole curriculum. Okay. Yeah. So... What then does it look like? Obviously, there's a pastor. Yep. At least one. At least one. And I think this is going to vary from camp to camp experience and congregation to congregation. What we're doing this year is we are participating in a group kind of venture okay. down at Camp Lutherwood, Oregon. We have an amazing Lutheran camp here in Oregon. And we are going down for a full week. We get there on Sunday afternoon and we'll leave Friday afternoon. And each day we'll have a different theme, a different topic, things that we're going to be learning about. Maybe one day it's the Good Samaritan, for example, and diving okay. into what that story tells us about living as God's people. And that'll all happen in the morning. So there's like breakfast, family style breakfast with mm -hmm. super goofy sung prayers. <laughs> of course. Right, because it's camp. And then some class time and then worship all together as a community and then some more class time, and then group family-style lunch, and then cabin activities and cool things like free ropes course and challenge activities and uh, swimming or games or that kind of stuff. And okay. then dinner and then big campfire every night. Oh, the kumbaya time. Right. And then, of course, Thursday night is the big every cabin does a talent show kind of piece. Oh, and my. Yeah. So full summer camp experience. With a little bit of a Bible twist to it. Well, and the whole camp is a Bible camp. Okay. But the mornings being specifically tailored to the confirmation curriculum and the kinds of things that you're trying to teach in confirmation time. Okay. So what is the purpose of this? Is the purpose really the information about confirmation itself? Is it a team building exercise or is it a little bit of both? I think it's both and. Okay. And memory building and cohort building and kind of community crossing in the model that's been set up for us that we're getting to participate in. There are eight congregations that will be down there from all over the state. Okay. And so the students will get to hear from eight different pastors. We're teamed up two per day, and we're going to team teach 
And so they'll be exposed to different pastors and different teaching styles and different demographics. And some are from rural and some are from urban. And it's a great chance to meet other Lutherans their age from Uh all around the state and to hear different styles of teaching. So it'll be really interesting to see how, how that plays through. Where does this happen? Is this something that happens all across the United States, having grown up Catholic, where... I don't remember any sort of camp or vacation Bible school kind of thing. I have heard about camps, like Lutheran camps, all over the United States. Okay. I know there's another Camp Lutherwood in Washington. Okay. It's up by Bellingham. because it's way up there. Yeah, it's where I did my second call. Okay. And so I did a little bit of time up at Camp Lutherwood up there, but not a ton of it, but some. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know there's an amazing Luther Lutheran camp in Idaho that I hear a lot about from people in this region, that it's really a wonderful place to get to go be. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of different Lutheran camps all around the country. Now, for you to go to confirmation camp as a Lutheran, you can do this at any camp, right? It doesn't have to be specifically a Lutheran camp site. I don't know. I mean, I think that there's something at a Lutheran campsite, you're going to get that kind of theological flavor to it. Okay. And Camp Lutherwood also offers other summer camps, like a youth adventure camp or family camp for a weekend where the whole family comes together and does kind of religious stuff together. So there's lots of different camps throughout the summertime, Mm -hmm. and they also offer outdoor school there, And they can come to your church and do vacation Bible school for a week. Okay. And they send teams out to do that kind of thing. And they're really well trained and they've got great facilitation skills and lots of good songs and lots of great skills. What I remember from the kids that I knew in high school was a lot of rafting boundary waters kind of trips (laughs) for the confirmation students. (laughs) And lots and lots of mosquitoes. Oh, well, it was the Midwest. It was the Midwest. So isn't that the state bird I've heard? <laughs> for about five states in right, the area. Right. Down in Southern Oregon, what we did for confirmation is instead of necessarily going to a camp, we did at the end a big trip. Okay. And the first couple of years, I think the first four years that I was down there, we went to the Bay Area Okay. for that confirmation trip. And then maybe the last two years, we came up to Portland. Okay. For the confirmation trip and did lots of different things. That was where the kind of more rural kids were exposed to an urban environment. Okay. And so now with urban kids, my confirmation partner, yep, my confirmation partner and I are talking about how can we take them to the rural community and give them that opportunity to see what it's like to kind of step out of the urban environment. Now, having done it, As I think you said, at both the beginning of the program and the end of the program, Mm -hmm. do you have a preference? Do you prefer the team building at the beginning or do you like the big, woohoo, we did it at the end? That's a really good question. Partly it depends upon the students. Okay. Partly depends upon just what the rhythm of the program is for a congregation. I think it's going to work great for this cohort to begin this way and to solidify the relationships that they've already formed with the group building activities and those kinds of pieces that they're going to be experiencing. I think it does work to have a final big, we're looking forward to celebration kind of trip Okay, that's there for youth. There were times when I wished that I had a little more time to unpack the confirmation trip with the students with it being at the end. Okay. 
You know, when we would go and learn about houselessness in the Bay Area, we would go to lots of different, Mm -hmm. we went to, you know, the Mormon temple and we went to the Orthodox church and we toured it. And we did a lot of these different tours, the different faith traditions. It would have been fascinating to have a little bit more time on the other side of it to get to have the conversations around it. Sure. And it worked great to have the awesome trip to kind of wrap it up and celebrate where we were headed and what we had done. Mm -hmm. It can work both ways. Sure. Okay. So we've mentioned Vacation Bible School and how is the confirmation camp different from that? Different age group. Okay. So Vacation Bible School is oftentimes for like K through fifth grade. Okay. And confirmation camp is oftentimes for sixth through eighth, maybe up into ninth grade. Okay. It's sort of kind of the same thing, just age it up. Okay. And does that age range change depending on what part of the country you're in, or is it congregation specific? Congregation specific. Okay. Most confirmation programs happen around middle schoolish time. Okay. And so with the outliers having students who are in ninth or 10th grade that participate, I would say that we have a couple of older students that have been confirmed as older students, but we're also this year having like a big cohort. So we have really young students going into sixth grade, and Mm -hmm. we have an older student going into 10th. So we've just bracketed it so that we have six students who can do this work together. It's a lot easier to do it as a cohort than it is to go solo. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of people who do it solo all around the country. We had one student do it solo here recently. Yes, my son did it solo. And it's very possible to do, and it's also great to get to do it as a cohort. Do you think with the way things are going, with church attendance falling the way it is, that it's going to be more and more common to have that age spread? Or is it, again, somewhat depending on where you are in the country? I think it's going to depend on congregation to congregation. Okay. Because it really depends upon who is already present in your church and what demographics are present there. Five years from now, we're going to have a whole giant cohort of about 10 years because we've got kids from around nine to zero right now. Mm -hmm. And that's going to create a different kind of challenge. We can't do one big cohort with them, right? We're going to need to divide them into two classes or three classes or start doing the cyclical piece that has been done in previous years, which is a two-year program, one year on Bible and one year on catechism. And then you just bring the kids in in seventh and eighth grade. And one group gets the Bible the first, and then their catechism the second year, and one group gets the catechism the first year, and the Bible the second year, right? And you just rotate them. Okay. And bring them on through. So that's one model that has historically worked in lots of different congregations. We'll see what we end up choosing to do. We've got a couple of years to plan for it. Sure. So when you go the camp route, Mm -hmm. is it something that you prefer to do, and you would like to do it with every group that you have, or is it something special depending on the particular cohort that you have for that year. I'll be able to answer that after I go. Uh-huh. Wait, you've never gone? <laughs> I haven't had the chance to take a group as a confirmation cohort to a full week of camp before. Really? Really. We've done full week events at the end of the confirmation program. Like I said, I've done that many times, but I've never taken kids to camp for a confirmation camp. Oh, wait a minute. Somehow I thought this was not your first go. No, this is my first go around on this one. Wow. (laughs) So how much prep work do you have to do for this then? Luckily enough, because there are congregations that have been doing this for 15 years together, 
uh-huh. the camp was able to just connect me in with them. Okay. And I'm meeting with those pastors who have done it many times before. Okay. So and, the morning yeah. curriculum is sort of set. The morning curriculum is what has been created. Okay. And I came in late enough that they already did hard work. Yay. Well done. <laughs> right. Uh, there was one pastor who didn't have a partner yet. And so he Sold. said, hey, you want to work with me? And I said, yes, that'd be great. And we met this morning and figured out what we're doing with our hour and a half of instructional time. And it'll be great. That's fascinating. It'll be great. How much of a camper are you? Well, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something do you think you're going to worry about? Because not every kid, especially you're talking city kids for the most part. Right. And I had never camped until I was an adult. Although I know my husband keeps saying, it was great. I was always at camp and it was wonderful. I'm like, "Mm, really? I've never done like a summer camp. Yeah. In my lifetime. And that's one of those things of being a kid with divorced parents is when your visitation is only in the summer, you don't do summer camps because you're spending time with your family. Sure. So I actually don't know the culture much at all. Well, let me calm your fears on one part of Uh this. If these kids have come fully through the Portland public school system. They've done outdoor school. They've done outdoor school. Exactly. Which starts with one overnight and then two overnights. And then by the time you get to middle school, I think it's more than two overnights. So... You perhaps won't have the hello mutter, hello fodder greetings from Camp Hiawatha. Well, we've we'll got see. one who's young enough that that might be the case. Might be an issue. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. And I think what's beautiful about going to an official camp and not just doing, you know, what we did down south, which was our own creation and we slept in a church floor and all that stuff. Sure. What's excellent about it is that these camp counselors know what they're doing. Sure. The cabin folks who staff the cabins, they know what they're doing. They know how to handle kids with homesickness and who are scared and all of that kind of piece. They have the skills. So I'll just be managing my own anxiety and my own pieces (laughs) of what it's like to be away at summer camp for the first time. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, so as I was looking over the list of things for the kids to bring, Uh because my daughter will be attending with you, Yep, Bible is the number one thing on there. (laughs) Really? You got to bring your own? Yeah, bring it. Okay. I mean, it's, and I think of that and I think it's hilarious because of course the first day of seminary, my very first class, have I told you this story, Uh -uh. maybe on air, the very first class I had in seminary, day one of classes, 8.30 a.m. class was Old Testament with Dr. Gold. And we get there and he says, okay, everyone pull out your Bibles. And we all are able to pull out all our commentaries and the other assigned texts, but none of us have actually brought a Bible. <laughs> I even right? had one for my world religions class that I was know, taught I by a I Jewish mean, rabbi. It was required, but I don't think any of us had actually brought it to class. Oh, that's hilarious. And this was before, like this was in the year 2000. You can't pull out your iPhone. Nope. This was even before flip phones oh, were really sure. a thing. Right? So yeah, that was a moment to learn. So we will have the kids bring Bibles with them. And I have to say that it was a confirmation trip that I had forgotten to pack a Bible, that we went by a Barnes and Noble and I picked up my duct tape Bible. Oh. And that lives in my car. So that I always have a Bible with me in my car. It is beautiful. You didn't just swipe one from the hotel room thanks to the Gideons? We weren't in a hotel room. Uh We were in a, we were in the basement of a church. That's fair. Yep. Yep. Sleeping in the basement of a church. (laughs) No, I just went ahead and got one. And uh, yeah, it's in my car. It is beat up. Well, yeah. It is loved. There you go. 
Okay, this is all going to lead me to my last question. Uh huh. Especially now knowing <laughs> that you've never been to camp like this before. Yep. Who do you think is going to be more homesick? You or the kids? Oh. I think the kids, mostly because I don't mind being away from home. Sure. But who is going to be the most anxious about not having electronics for the week? Oh, no, no. That might be a dead even. It, I I think I might be. I'm a little worried about myself. And I know that I, as a, one of the pastors, I have leeway that I'll be able to use a little bit of electronics Well, you're there. supposed to be setting a good example, young lady. I know. That's the part I'm worried about, <laughs> right? Is how do I balance this? Because it's my camera. Sure. And I'll want to get pictures to send back to families and that kind of stuff. So I don't want to not have my phone around for that. But sure. there's no cell phone reception. So that's a good that one. That makes it somewhat easy. Right. But uh, I'm going to be I'm going to be out of service mm-hmm. for a week. Mm-hmm. That is both the most delightful and, and terrifying. the scariest part of going camping these days. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about Confirmation Camp. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And thank you all so much for listening. I hope you are planning some awesome summer getaways. And keep us in your prayers as we do these exciting things together. Until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you, no matter what.